0: welcome to the milk bar 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 Uh, welcome to the milk bar
1: Uh, welcome along to episode 596 of the milk bar jason forrest here with you as ever and coming up on this week's show We will be hearing from Abigail Reynolds. She's joining us to let us know about Art Show Nine. It's part of a national tour and is spending some time in Wolverhampton in March 2021. They're currently looking for volunteers to be part of the installation and it's all based around literature. Tell you more about that and get you ready for the event, which I'm sure you'll want to head along to. We'll be hearing from LGBT plus Sparkle. They've got a charity event taking place on the 1st of December online, raising funds around World AIDS Awareness Week. So we'll be hearing from Paul Ryder on that one. Dan Peach joins us from Brood to let us know about his work as a baker, both of cakes and savory products. If you fancy something special, he is apparently absolutely amazing, so we'll be having a natter with him, and you could be getting your Christmas orders in quite quickly, I am sure. On top of that, Matt Elson joins us to talk about act three of the fantastic evening at Joe's. They have got even more stars involved for their third outing. That'll be online very soon, so we'll be chatting all about that and how you can enjoy the work that they're doing there. And we'll be hearing about Pear Town Ukes. They've got a brand new charity single, which is out there. It will be going festive soon, but we'll be talking about how they spent their summer standing in a field just outside Purton, playing their Ukes and rehearsing for what is gonna be an absolutely brilliant charity bash. Something that they wanted to do to support charities by a real life concert. However, the current situation means they are heading onto the recorded medium to raise funds that way. That's all coming up on this week's episode of the show. An Evening at Joe's has been entertaining people throughout lockdown and the summer. Act 3 is on its way. Matt Elston is here to tell me more once more. Hello.
2: Hello, thanks for having me back for a third time. Well, good to talk
1: to you. I mean, the, the big hook for the first one was we had loads of people from Wolverhampton as part of the dancing team. And uh, this time you've got another amazing array of performers and it's getting bigger each time, isn't it? Now, there's rumours that this might be the last one.
2: Yes, well, uh, well, why don't we say for now, I mean, everything, everything comes in trees, isn't it? And I think a fourth one might just be pushing us a bit too far, might go a bit crazy. But no, um, you're right. The first one was, was made in lockdown, as it were, and was only ever going to be one. Um, But it was so successful, um, even by doing it from our own homes. You know, so they were sending sort of performances to us, and we we built a virtual Joe Allen. Um, In the second one, as you saw, we sort of got in to Joe's a little bit, social distancing. I mean, really, the rules and regulations were crazy, but we managed to do it. And then in this third one, It had always been my hope to do something really, really big, sort of go out in a bank. And that's exactly what we've done with with this third show. Um, From the very, very beginning, I wanted to do something that would make a real, real, you know, a real, sorry. From the very beginning, I wanted to do something that would just really reach everybody. And the show 42nd Street... Uh, was a, a show that I first did uh, at Wolverhampton, at Wolverhampton Grand, um, yeah. firstly with South Stats, mm-hmm. Society, and secondly with uh, Muscom, uh, Wolverhampton Musical Comedy Company. And I made such awesome friends doing that. And the thing is about that show, which is why I wanted to bring it into this show as our nostalgia tribute, is it's all about the show you know, being cancelled, everything goes wrong, and even when they get the show back on the road, the lead drops down, <laughs> and, <all this laughs> sort of, and it's all about the show must go on no matter what. Uh, it also celebrates the kids in the chorus, or, or they're, they're usually the unsung heroes, and I think with, uh, with theatre um, during lockdown, whether you, are, whether you are a huge name or, or somebody, you know, just starting out, it sort of put everybody on some sort of level field. Um, so it was my idea to do 42nd Street in Trafalgar Square, Um, (laughs) That's impressive. So that's what we've done. So we've (laughs) uh, we've got together about 40 actors, uh, singers and dancers, and socially distanced them, um, sent out all their musical harmonies, we sent choreography out, all of this. And then we all ended up at Trafalgar Square, and we did it. We've also um, reunited some original cast members from the first show at Drury Lane, which has been awesome. so yeah, that's, that, that's the sort of the main theme of it uh, for this next show. Um, we've got a new host, Ooh. Harriet Thorpe, who's been involved uh, from the very beginning. Um, after the first show, I actually, first act, I, I'd asked if, if this keeps going, would you like to be our host at some point? And it seemed like the right time to do it. So, um, you know, she was there as a waitress to begin with before her career sort of hit off, mm-hmm. and uh, she's friends with everyone, so we've been able this time to get a few bigger names.
1: So, yeah, stars all round. Uh, so what what can you tell us? Because you can tease as much as you like at this point, can't you, because we know it's, yeah, it's coming soon.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, it's you, so I'll just tell you everything. Okay. <laughs> so, so, yeah, um, I mean, as you know, we went into a second lockdown, but we, uh, we had permission to film a lot of people Really wonderful people in Joe's. Um we've sort of done all the dining stuff. It was more to talk about their memories. And unfortunately, Everybody shielding especially the people that we were choosing sort of judy dench amanda barry sherry houston all these awesome people um we've got and mckellen as well and jennifer saunders um but they all carry on they've they done it all by zoom so i got permissions to get harriet thorpe in with just us with the camera mm-hmm. and we've superimposed a zoom meet onto the onto the gorgeous walls of joe allen <laughs>
1: <laughs> so a bit of technology a lot of magic and a wonderful world of theatre and some stars, and again, raising funds. So explain where the cash goes to for everyone who donates having seen this.
2: So it goes to two places. Well, actually it goes to 15 places. Um, There's the charity Acting for Others, which is an umbrella charity for 14 other charities. And they help all types of theatre workers in times of need throughout, this was before lockdown, but of course there's been no greater need. And it's been an enormous help to so many um, and then the so, so there's the charity side of it. I can give you a whole list of those uh, charities if you want. Um, but then there's the Joe Allen side, and that's the Joe Allen restaurant, which opened in New York 70 years ago, um, and then opened in uh, in London about 40 years ago. Probably probably wrong there, aren't I? Probably it's nearer 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and that hasn't been able to open, of course. Um, we always said that hospitality and theatre go hand in hand, and that restaurant in particular was more than a restaurant. It's been the theatre uh, canteen of the West End for all this time, a place for, you know, the public to go before or after a show, but also the cast. You'd always see somebody in there. And without the theatres, this restaurant just can't survive. So this is to help those two. So it's to help Joe Allen get on back on its feet, and also for the fourteen.
1: Charities. Well, so it's, it's doing some absolutely brilliant work, and uh, as I have mentioned when we've spoken in the past, uh, the Joe Allen restaurant, I, I, last time I was down in London to see Batterhead of Hell, it's just round the corner from where that was, uh, I had a lovely meal down there, so... Uh, yeah, and and the other thing is, you go whenever you come from the Midlands, go down to the West End. You're suddenly thinking, "Hang on, London prices," but it's not crazy either, is it? That's the other good bit.
2: No, it's great. And this is the thing with the with the guys that we've got, Jennifer Saunders, and all and all the guys that have come in to talk about their experiences over the years since the '80s or even before that. And they all talk about the food um, just, that it was actually really really worth the money. And when it came, if you ordered a bowl of chips, you got a real bowl of yeah. chips and mm-hmm. um, so I think they made sure they fed you before they left Um of course there's the Joe Allens in New York as well and with this one uh, one sneaking peek is that uh, we've managed to get the guys over there to do a gorgeous number um, with Kyle Scatliff he's a bit of a Broadway star over there and he's singing the song Go Back Home from the Scottsboro Boys mm-hmm. which of course we're all stuck in our homes, but <laughs> that's yeah. the idea. We want to go back to what we were doing before um, in this new light. Um, and they've sent us some gorgeous footage that I've been able to edit with my brother Jason here in Wolverhampton. Um and it's looking really, really, really great. I was going to give you one, one last thing. Uh, Anna Jane Casey. Do you know Anna Jane?
1: I know the name.
2: Yeah, yeah. So she, she's played Roxy Belmer. She's, she, you know, she's done everything. Um, there's the song uh, My Own Best Friend mm. in Chicago, which closes Act One, in, and it's sung by Velma and Roxy. And of course, she's one of the only people that's played both roles. So <laughs> we've got her in to do both roles, and so she's going to sing with herself. <laughs> We're gonna put the next to I knew that was the one thing I wanted to tell you.
1: So um, you've whetted everybody's appetite for this. So now, where do we find this? On YouTube, there's
2: uh, uh, you need to subscribe. Well, you don't have to subscribe, but do subscribe uh, to Joe Allen TV, and um, there you'll see. You can still see Act One, which is the pilot episode. You can see Act Two. Um, we've just released a little teaser for Act 3 on there so you can have a little glimpse of what you're going to see. And yeah, so on, on, on Thursday morning the link will appear. Um, so do look out on Twitter, you know Facebook there, there'll be lots of announcements. but if you haven't looked at that, go to Joe Allen TV on YouTube very, very simple. I'll send you the link. How's about that? I'll send you the link
1: and I will share it accordingly. That sounds like it's going to be absolutely fantastic. A brilliant show. I I know from what I've seen the previous two, it's absolutely amazing. And uh, it's uh, it's coming together, part of the theatre community, to make a difference, not only to to keep one of their favourite restaurants open, which is always a good thing to do, because, as I say, where they are, they have, you don't get much footfall at all, apart from if there's theatre shows on in the West End, do you, really? Uh, And then, of course, you've got the the charities that are supporting those who, unfortunately, because of the state of the acting industry and the fact that freelancers, it, it, it isn't a, a, an easy world at the moment. So doing some brilliant work. Congratulations on this latest episode. I think do I have to still say break a leg, even though it's all in the can. I think we do, don't we?
2: Absolutely,
1: absolutely, sure thing. Yeah, Matt Elson, thanks for joining us, and uh, we look you. forward to the show. Thank you. Dan Peach has been wearing the people of Brood with his amazing baking. It is available to buy now and enjoy. I'm sure he's taking Christmas orders and he joins me to tell me more. Hello, sir.
3: Hello there. Um, Of course, I will be taking Christmas orders and I'm open to anyone for ringing up to uh, ask for any orders.
1: So tell us a bit about how you got into baking in the first place, because you're you're not exactly that old, are you?
3: No, I'm 21. um, I've been I mean, I used to, I had a brain tumour when I was seven,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and before that I was going to be a footballer, pretty much, same as any other kid,
4: <laughs> and
3: then after all of this, I mean, I was biking with my grandma, and I've done the Autumn Fair with her pretty much for the last seven or eight years, mm-hmm. biking, and on the biking store, and I've been biking with my mom it's, just something I enjoy doing.
1: And if you can turn something you enjoy into uh, an income as well, and uh, I know that uh, a lot of people have been baking, not to your level of success during lockdown. And this is, they're probably over it now. They now want someone to to look after them, bring them some fantastic food. And uh, I know from talking to a friend of mine, Rob Bowes, who's also in the village of Brood, uh, your cakes are absolutely amazing.
3: Yeah, well, Robert put me He's put loads of posts on Facebook. He's made me a bit popular in brood, really.
1: (laughs) Well, you're now internet famous for the quality of your cakes. Uh, And what is in the repertoire? What's your favourite?
3: For me to eat, it's got to be one of my pies, probably the uh, beef and onion, minced beef and onion pie. So we've got
1: a savoury range as well as the sweet stuff too.
3: Yeah, sa- savoury and sweet, yes.
1: That sounds like good stuff. But if you were to choose a cake, what would you go for?
3: It's got to be my cheesecake. Okay. My cheesecake. I like
1: a good quality cheesecake. We'll have to talk uh, on this one later on, I think, and see what options are available. Uh, so uh, when it comes down to it, though, I mean, w- with with the, the recipes, uh, are these things that you've sort of created with your family, or do you have a favourite go-to cookbook to create the magic?
3: I can't take the, um, the recipes. It's... For me, it's BBC Good Food all the way.
1: Okay, so you've got some uh, inspiration there. But I'm sure you put your own twist on these things. And it's all about yeah, getting yeah. it right and, and getting it to, to a product that you're happy to share as well.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it all. I always add a little twist at the end of it. I mean, it's never fully 100% the recipe that I've, what I've like read. Mm-hmm. I always like add a bit to it.
1: So there's a a bit of uh, the the magic happening. And when it's uh, savoury, again, pie fillings and the like, uh, inspiration from uh, some great flavours there, I take it too?
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, when I was at school, I did, um, my food project was cheesecakes and I experimented with so many different flavours. I did, I even did an Earl Grey flavour one and that was lovely.
1: Because this is sounding very Bake Off. Is this not something you've been tempted to do?
3: I'm brilliant at baking. I love baking, but I, I'm terrible at decorating. Ah, so I can't I, do the I don't know. Well,
1: this, this current series, that hasn't stopped some of them getting through to the finals. So you never know. It could be something. you got till the 6th of December to apply. I know that they're taking applications. So maybe something you could do in 2021. But for now, you are uh, yeah, sharing your baking with Brood and surrounding areas. They can uh, place orders and uh, I, I trust uh, a range of fantastic prizes too.
3: Yes, yeah, sure. I'm doing... Um, I'm mainly doing the um, orders for around Brood at the moment. I haven't had any other phone calls at the moment, but um, I'm doing free delivery within Brood Village. I mean, I don't drive at the moment, but um, I'm doing. Del- I will be doing delivery outside the uh, outside the village. It's or I'm doing collection to the house as well.
1: So there's an opportunity to get some fantastic cakes. And uh, how do the price ranges work out?
3: Large cakes based on it's. Difference differs between the fillings with how much I have to spend on everything, but like large cakes are around £7, medium cakes about £4 and like the small, I do like small tiny cakes like, small pies, like mince pies, they're a pound extra
1: at the moment. So, yeah, so uh, a range of things. Say so mince pies sounds actually fantastic. We're heading towards December. This could be a brilliant way of uh, making sure... It's a, even though Christmas is going to be different this year, you can enjoy something a little bit special with it as well. And maybe what you're not spending on heading out to all the Christmas parties, you can actually treat yourself to a fantastic cake courtesy of the baking skills of Dan Peach. That sounds like a plan, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, I'm just going to mention... Um, that you, everyone's welcome to join me on Facebook um, on the profile page, Peaches and Cream Bakery Products.
1: And uh, you can pop along there. And any demonstrations? Will we be able to see some cake baking in progress?
3: There's not any videos, but there is um, some pictures of my recent order that um, for cake and in the village.
1: So you can um, see that on there and uh, check out what it looks like. It will look good enough to eat. Uh, absolutely fantastic from the reviews that I've heard for them. So give us that Facebook page again.
3: It's Peaches and Cream Bakery Products.
1: So you can check that one out. And uh, all the contact details on there so they can get in touch to uh, order cakes?
3: Yeah, yeah, my email address is on there and I believe my phone number is on there as well.
1: So you can get all the details that way. Well, for now, Dan, have a fantastic Christmas. Hopefully many happy hours of baking products for people brewed and beyond. And uh, they'll have a great time making their Christmas or just a Wednesday special with one of your bakes, whether it be sweet or savoury. Dan Peach, thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Pear Town Ukes have a charity single, raising funds for Christmas because they can't do a Christmas concert this year. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Judy Gorman. Hello. Hello. How are we doing?
5: Good, thank you. Are you?
1: I'm getting by, thank you. Now, um, playing the ukulele as an orchestra is uh, one of those things which kind of requires you to be in the same place at the same time in a lot of cases. However, (laughs) undaunted by the present situation, it hasn't stopped you guys having a bit of a rehearsal or two on Zoom and enjoying producing a charity single.
5: Yes. uh, I mean, fortunately, we are very, very fortunate. Catherine and Chris, who are members of our group, they're game developers. Um, They're actually Lightwood Games, if anybody's got any of their games. And, of course, although nobody in the group has ever done anything like this before, they were able to figure it out, how to get little... We've all done little bits of separate things. He's he, he got videos and other bits and he's managed to pick out somehow by computer wizardry all the little individual bits and put it all together to get the song. And then exactly the same with the Christmas video because the charity wanted um, to use the Christmas version in the Christmas fair. So they wanted a Christmas video. So within less than a week, we've all had to get everything down from the loft, all the <laughs> Christmas decorations and then all do a little bit to camera and then send it all off to Chris, who's managed to put this, it's a brilliant video. The first 15 seconds, you could not sum up the difference between the expectation of the year and what the year is, it's just fantastic. To say he's never done it before, it's brilliant. And once that's out, we're gonna swap that on the Just Giving page so that people can see the Christmas video. And see who's in the group because you know we're all we're all on the video. Yeah,
1: well that's cool. So okay, so let's let's get a bit of background then uh, in itself. Uh, let's start off with uh, pear town ukes, uh, and this all comes from Purton, and uh, the reason the town got its name in the first place. Yes,
5: Purton um, historically was a pear town, which is where the name come from, um, and we, we all started up um, last October at Purton Library. Just as a beginner ukulele group, we we only played songs with two, three, or four chords. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we're all, I mean, we all have a great time, it's brilliant. Um, We got a chance to do a Christmas um, gig at the library, and we all really worked really hard to do that. And we'd only been going about a month, and most of us were just beginners. uh, And we did that, and then we've just sort of gone from strength to strength, really. We just really enjoyed playing and just have a, a great time. And then, of course, the lockdown happened, but we have managed to. Within the restrictions, um, we have found like a bit of a quiet piece of a field on Purton. Mm-hmm. So we've been meeting up down there outside to the amusement and amusement to the local dog walkers who come across a ukulele band in the middle of a field. <laughs> so um, we've tried to keep um, together and then um, Catherine and Chris have been doing online sessions as well
1: for us so yeah, we're managing. It's, it sounds absolutely brilliant fun, and so something that's just over uh, a, a, a year old, and to have your first charity single out, and uh, Angels Without Wings.
5: Yes, that's it, it's, um, I wrote it, because on, it's a bit of a strange story, on Saturday the 25th of July, at three o'clock, we should have been on stage at Fest. we had an hour set, mm-hmm. um, and of course that didn't happen, so what, we arranged to do was to meet up anyway in our little field and play our set list because we thought we will. And then of course it rained and I was like really despondent. So I thought well, something good's going to come out of this hour. So at three o'clock on Saturday, the 25th of July, I sat down on my little footstool where I do all my zooming, um, waited for the time to tick. And I thought, right, I'm going to write a song and we're going to do it for Christmas. Didn't know how it was going to happen. Well, I thought, write a song, we'll do it for charity, like, you know, a Christmas song for charity. So I sort of tried to think in July, what will it be like in December, looking back on the year. Mm. Um, and made it, you know, sort of in recognition of the, you know, exceptional work done by the medical staff, really. Yeah. So I sort of just wrote it in about an hour. And then we were all guns blazing because we had loads of time to mm-hmm. sort it. And then, of course, with the restrictions and the lockdowns, we, it got to a point where I didn't think we were going to do it, to be honest, because we just couldn't physically get anywhere near together to do it. So, and that's where Chris pulled out all the stops by doing what he's done with the little that he had to go on.
1: Okay, so that's that's all there. So what charity are you raising funds for?
5: Right, the charity is, um it's a big title, the Royal Wolverhampton NHS Trust Charity Fund COVID-19 uh, Appeal. And what it is, is um it covers New Cross, basically, which is what we wanted it to go to, and the other local hospitals. And of course, everybody in hospital at the moment can't have any visitors. So it covers things that um, patients need uh, that they can't get hold of, you know, sort of like toiletries, things that people would normally take into them. Toiletries, suites, um, newspapers, Um, it's it's for that. And also it's for sort of providing a bit more comfort for the uh, doctors and nurses if they need like more comfortable chairs and things.
1: So great cause, fantastic work that you're doing. And well worth getting your hands on the charity single. And uh, how is the release working on this then?
5: The normal song's released at the moment. We are going to do the Christmas release in December as well. And you, there's um, um, various ways you can get on. Just Giving's the main page. If you go on to Just Giving and then search Town Ukes, it'll come up on there. Uh, but we are also on Spotify and iTunes and Amazon Music. So if you, um, you know, I mean, I know people struggling with the, the lockdown. So if you sort of can't afford a donation, if you have got Spotify or anything like that, if you could download us and give us a few plays. Um, it doesn't get very much money, but obviously it'll all add up with the, the amount of plays that we can yeah. get. Uh, and that's the same if you just go on there and um, search Pair Town Ukes Angels Without Wings. We'll, we'll come up on there as well.
1: Yep, yeah, so you can enjoy that, stick it on repeat and you know, dance around the house to it. Well, maybe not quite dance, but respectfully listen to the words and get the feeling and emotion, which are all yeah. there. And But in, in, enjoying the fact that you we know, we got a load of people from just outside Wolverhampton City Centre doing an absolutely brilliant job of raising funds and sharing a talent that they didn't know they'd got just over 12 months ago.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's it's been brilliant. It really has, especially to see everybody sort of blossom, you know, into... Because we all play ukuleles. Um, And then during this year, I mean, we've got Phil, who made his own bass. He's got a fantastic bass guitar and he plays bass. Um, Chris has sort of um, developed onto the drums. Catherine's got a secret talent that we're keeping because that's her her instrument's going to be our uh, finale instrument when we play.
0: Mm -hmm.
5: Um, And everyone's... Yeah, but we all play ukuleles, but we've all sort of developed and it's been brilliant, it really has. Uh, I mean, Chris has done on the, we've actually got a dance version of this as well now coming <laughs> out, which is really good. I mean, I love it. It's really good. I mean, I went running with it the other day and it knocked eight minutes off my normal plod time because it's just <laughs> such a good piece. And, and, you know, I mean, Catherine and Chris didn't, they, they've never done anything like this before. And, and none of us have. It's just been, it's been really good fun. And it has kept us going with lockdown, you know, because it, it has been difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just gives you something to do and look forward to. So. Absolutely. It's been really, really good. Brilliant focus,
1: yeah. raising funds for an absolutely fantastic cause, and uh, making people's lives easier uh, around New Cross. I, I, I can't fault you, to be fair. Sounds absolutely brilliant. Well, congratulations on what you've done so far. We'll look forward Thank to the you. Christmas version. We'll take a listen now to the, uh I say, the, the, the thoughtful, emotional version rather than the upbeat dance thrash, throw yourself around whilst you're running version. Uh, yeah. And uh, we will enjoy the track. Uh, so. Pear Town Ukes is the name of the uh, the, the group and uh, Angels Without Wings, the song for now. Judy Gorman, thank you for joining us.
5: Thank you very much, thank you. (laughs)
1: Head of AIDS Awareness Week, LGBT plus Sparkle, are holding a fundraiser. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Mr Paul Ryder. Hello, sir. Hello. How are we doing? I'm not too bad. Good stuff. Always good to talk to you and find out what you have going on, because not only do you have your regular meetings on Thursday, but you like to run extra events too. And this one has a bit of glamour to it, doesn't it?
6: Yes. um, Me and my partner will be in drag. Um, It'll be a 30-minute set. Um, Not like... Did um, in September, just something small to raise money for HIV and
1: AIDS Awareness Week. So, this is all going to funding for a project at New Cross Hospital?
6: Yeah, um, it's the embrace for the Wolverhampton Royal NHS Trust.
1: So, what do you two boys have in store for us, as well as the wigs, the glamour, the makeup, uh, a bit of fun along the way?
6: Basically, since we've spoke to the Royal NHS Trust to say that we've raised, we're going to be raising money for them. They um, said to us if we'd like to be a voice for the LGBT part of the board. Mm-hmm. So I said to them that we'd be gladly interested in doing that for them.
1: Yep, yeah, sounds like a, a great thing to be involved with, uh, raising uh, awareness throughout. And uh, although there are now treatments available for HIV, it's still something we need to make sure is controlled in the community.
6: True. A lot of people think it's um, just sexually transmitted, but it isn't. You cannot get it from blood transfusions and other other things
1: so it, it's one to continue the uh, the awareness now this uh, this all centres around uh, age awareness week what date have you got for your event
6: it will be uploaded via youtube on the 1st of december
1: what do you have in store for us in your half an hour set
6: we will be um, singing in drag we've got loads
1: of songs for everyone to enjoy so the full musical back catalogue will be there and uh, a bit of comedy along the way too Oh, yes, definitely. And as long as it's not too impolite, tell me about your two characters. What are the names? Oh, two. Yeah, what, what What? are the names of your characters? Tiffany and Bianca. How long have you both been Tiffany and Bianca when required for these sort of things?
6: My partner, Marcus, as Bianca, started doing drag before me, and he's been doing it for two years, but I've been doing it about a year and four months. Mm-hmm. Quite enjoyable to do.
1: It's a bit of a giggle. You're having a good laugh with it. Yeah. Tiffany, where did that name come from?
6: I don't know, I just, I just thought of the name and I thought that it was the Sparkle because I love sparkly stuff and the Sparkle that came from me and I just thought Tiffany Sparkle and it went together and I just thought I like the name.
1: There you go, the Tiffany brand uh, inspiring you with their sparkly stuff from uh, yesteryear. I see, I thought it might have been Tiffany off EastEnders or of course the singer Tiffany oh, from back in the 80s. Yeah. So no, it's, it's, a, it's much more the, the bling that you're going for.
6: I just like sparkly stuff and i like the sparkle and it just went together
1: <laughs> so remind us uh, though about the uh, lgbt plus sparkle the events that you've got going on each week as well
6: we have our thursday meetings um via zoom 2 p.m till three thirty. um we have um a quiz every month
1: so your facebook page is where we can find out more information about all of these thursday events and of course where you're going to be uploading your big drag event uh, on the 1st of December. And uh, that's also where people can find the donation link, is it?
6: Yes, I put it on our Facebook page. We have 175 people on our Facebook group so far now.
1: So it's already starting to grow. So everybody is welcome, LGBTQ+, and anyone else from the uh, the community as well who wants to be part of uh, a group of people getting together, looking at issues that affect all parts of uh, Wolverhampton life. And everyone is
6: welcome. Um, LGBT Sparkle, we are now looking for a treasurer so we can apply for like pots of money funding so we can do more in the community.
1: So a a voluntary role uh, to act as treasurer for LGBT plus Sparkle. If you want to get involved then uh, get in touch again via the Facebook page, have a chat with uh, Paul or Marcus and uh, see if you can get involved too. Well, Paul, good luck with the event. Um, You normally say break a leg before a stage show. Is it break a stiletto when you're in drag? I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. That'll do the job. (laughs) Paul, great speaking to you. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. Thank you. There's a project ongoing at Whitmering's Library. Somebody who knows rather a lot about this is artist Abigail Reynolds. Good afternoon.
4: Hello there. Hi, Jason. How are we doing? Good. Yes, here I am. I'm in, You might be able to hear the sea because my studio is um, in Portmere Studios in St Ives and uh, I'm by the Tate Gallery here and so I'm looking out at the sea talking to you today.
1: Well, that sounds like a rather enjoyable thing to do, uh, but it doesn't mean you're not going to get into Whitmarines at some point in the near future, I, I trust.
4: That's right. So I'm working with... The British Art Show 9, so British Art Show 9 is coming to Wolverhampton, it's the opening city, and I'm one of the artists showing in British Art Show, Um, and I'm going to be working with libraries in Wolverhampton and in the other cities on that tour, but Wolverhampton is the first one, so I'm going to be in Wolverhampton in February, Mm -hmm. uh, creating a work for Whitmoreen's Branch Library, do you know that library?
1: It is just down the corner from our studios.
4: Okay, so you know it's hexagonal.
1: That gives you a, a bit of a different space to think about and work with, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, I think it's a beautiful little library. Nineteen seventy-four bit of civic architecture. It's like a, a hat box, and uh, I had the idea for the work when I when I went to look at it. So first, I went to the central library. Was thinking about creating a work for people to engage with in that library, and then. Um, Before I drove back to Cornwall, I I just uh, stopped by and I sort of saw this hexagonal library and I could just imagine the work that I wanted to make there, which is called elliptical reading.
1: And then out of you know that design your ideas a project is born and and how will this this work because i know there are community volunteers who are going to be needed to help with this
4: that's right what i want to do is so thinking about the the hexagon of whitmorean's library this this six-sided shape and this was before the rule of six came in but i imagine six readers reading to each other across that space so um what i'd like to do is to bring together people who are using that library, people living in Whitmarines, and I know that that there's a really diverse, interesting community of people around that area from all different kind of backgrounds, walks of life, and just looking at the library collection on the shelves in there, um, I know that there's a lot of Urdu readers there because there's a whole shelf of Urdu, there's a lot of Polish books, all sorts of, because of course the libraries are there to serve the people in that area. Mm-hmm. So a library is like a little bit of a, a portrait of that community in a way. So what I wanted to do is what we're doing now is we're reaching out and in, inviting people to come and join the project who who will read inside this 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 project and, and, and create this work of art with me. And what I'd like people to do is to think of a book that they really, um, really means something to them. And I know we've all got books that we've read that really um, speak to us, that we remember, that are important to us in our lives, or or inspire us in some way. And for people to come forward and suggest books that they feel that they would love to share and read out, not just on one occasion, but on uh, over several weeks, because as you know thinking about a library it's not a one off event going to a library is it? it's part of your life it's part mm-hmm. of your life in the community so these meetings will will happen over 10 weeks during british art show 9 in wolverhampton and I've been so lucky that Wolverhampton Libraries and Wolverhampton Art Gallery that I'm working with have been really, really got behind this idea and are helping me to hopefully reach some really interesting people and who will propose really interesting books, so that so that it will be quite surprising I, what what's coming in. What's coming in is already quite surprising. The call went out on Tuesday, and we've already got some interested people. So I'm really excited to see what what comes together.
1: And it again uh, it. It's, you say it's the, this will reflect the community the same way as the books in the library reflect the interests and the, the languages that our community speak as well. And it is a, an opportunity to, to really get involved and you know, be part of something which I think extends past those six walls.
4: Exactly. So um, because British Art Show 9, um, just for people that don't know about it, it's a national touring show. It's number nine because it happens every five years and it's a five-year survey of where we are in contemporary art. So um, Hayward Gallery in London on the South Bank, they run it and they they appoint two curators who then invite artists that they feel, you know, they want to showcase at this time. And so um, the work in this very small hexagonal branch library in Whitmarines is gonna be connected up to this national conversation about where we are Um, you know, to to think about contemporary, the contemporary situation. And of course, um, the pandemic is going to be part of that going on right now. And, And in fact, the project is shaped so that it will be very safe for everybody involved. So the whole project can happen in that library, but with social distancing, and so people can feel really reassured and safe. So I mean, I'm just saying that in case people just just to reassure people that we're going to make sure everything is done in a really nice way. But um, yeah, and then and then then I'll move to when the when the show tours to Aberdeen. Then I'll be working with the library in Aberdeen, and then and then to Plymouth, and then finally in Manchester. And so this this exhibition and these these works are going to go on for the next nearly two years. But it's all starting for me in Whitmarine's library.
1: Well, a great place to start. I mean, it's a lovely community spirit in the city of Wolverhampton, and I'm sure you'll see that when you are spending time in Marines However, we do want various parts of that community to get in touch now. So what do they do if they want to be part of this?
4: Well, um, I've, I've linked up with um, Wolverhampton Literature Festival um, so that, that because they, they're already in touch with a lot of people. And so you can just go to the Wolverhampton Literature website, and on the top there, on the bar, you'll find you know volunteer if you click on that you can go through to a page telling you a little bit you know about the project more about the project and where you can kind of fill in a really quick online form just to nominate a book that you really love tell us why tell us a bit about yourself um because we get, we need to shake it down to sort of nine or six or nine people who can really commit and and who can really bring something special to the project so um and then if um People have any other questions, or um, they want to, instead of filling in a form, because I know that can feel, you know, a bit arduous. If people just want to literally make an audio recording, or or even a little video recording, just to introduce themselves and say something about a book that they would love, they can just email it to Georgina Chung at Wolverhampton dot uk and that email is also on that website at the wolverhampton literature festival so i hope that'll be quite easy for people to find
1: yeah but to always is google walls lit fest you'll find it that way but say there's that web address too and uh they can be part of this and where can they get the bigger picture on the whole story with the full two-year tour oh uh,
4: so the british dark show nine um website isn't up and running yet because they were all furloughed because of the scheme uh-huh. so that will be up and running very very soon um, they're just doing the final touches on on all the artist pages. So if you just look out for British Art Show Nine, that will be coming up soon, and it launches in Wolverhampton on the 6th of March. And as I say, it's the first time Wolverhampton have been included on the tour, and it's you know, and it's the it's the it's the opening city, so it's really exciting. Um, for Wolverhampton,
1: I think right I, now, I wholeheartedly agree with that. It would be great to have as many people as possible uh, aware of it, and that you know your volunteers involved, set up, ready to go, and uh, it can enjoy being part of something which, is, as you say, is is a, is a great big piece of art taking place. And I think we we need that sort of thing in our lives. That's what we, we we've been lacking the the interactivity of the of the world of art of light, haven't we?
4: Yeah, and even the libraries. You know, Whitmarine's Branch Library is currently still closed, so I'm excited to bring people back into these really important spaces full of trusting each other and sharing and the things that you know keep us keep us together as strong communities so uh so yeah I'm really excited to see what people come forward so I hope we get a really good response I hope people jump to it and nominate some books that they can think of that they would really love to share and that they want people to know about and and lend their voices to this project and just just a very quick thing um also Uh, alongside actually the event I'm going to be rebinding all the books with images of the reader's hands so the hands of the readers will be photographed and they'll stay printed, imprinted into the book bindings that will be left in the library for people to see even when the elliptical readings aren't going on and and also I'll be working on that nice um, ribbon window around the top of the library Mm -hmm. with the same reader's hands so the hands of those readers the people who come and get involved will be on their library you know like a like a like a hug like a big hug around the library like a connection to the hands because you know it's very personal in a way isn't it the library and the books that you read there so I just want those those readers to be really at the center of the project
1: and you just kind of us because all those things we haven't been able to have recently hugs and all sorts so this is uh, going to be well worth being having uh, part of it and uh, so much of the community being involved whether they're observers or participants absolutely brilliant to see where can we go for your website as well so people can find out more about you
4: uh, well, it's just AbigailReynolds.com if you want to have a little look, and you'll see there's some um, images there of sculpture. I make I make collage. Uh, mainly and I, you could think this is a bit like a social collage in a way bringing dif- different elements together to make a different whole so um, yeah that's that's online all the time so it's easy to head over to there um, and get a bit of a feeling for what the kind of work that I do.
1: Absolutely British Art Show 9 is the show which starts in Wolverhampton 6th of March 2021 touring around the UK after that but for now Abigail Reynolds thank you for joining us. Thank you Jason. That's a lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 597 next week. I'll see you then. We're from the milk bar.
0: Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.